Hi, Taste of Meaning listeners. We definitely are happy to be part of celebrating Pride Month and keeping in mind that with this episode and the next episode, which is a two-parter, we really want to honor and not only just celebrate, but really protect Pride Month um, ongoing. And part of that, you know, we really want to honor from Taste of Meaning that for us, we fully support, you know, trans youth, queer and trans rights um, to be able to seek, you know, really gender affirming care. And and part of what we want to do is to show our commitment from Taste of Meaning and to bring our listeners into that as well. Uh, for us, we want to be able to donate locally, uh, specifically to California, and be able to commit to something that we can do not only just once this month, but also multiple times in the year as well. So for us, definitely important to be able to center a lot of the most marginalized communities, uh, specifically what's important for us is uh, Black trans folks who are definitely most likely to experience a lot of violence and discrimination. And one of the charities that we looked into and, and really want to donate to is the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. So it's a California-based organization and for them they really seek to protect and defend a lot of the human rights of black transgender folks through you know a lot of organizing community and creating intentional healing community uh, really focusing in on how they can eradicate a lot of systemic community uh, physical violence that silence a lot of communities uh, from being able to really bring up freedom joy and safety and so for them, what really stood out to me was that they raise a lot of awareness and connectivity uh, by sharing knowledge, culturally responsive resources for basic necessities and just engaging the community overall. And so what we want to commit to from Taste and Meeting is we want to be able to match uh, the amount that folks of the listeners of our episodes, um, you know, be able to do that. And so whoever would like to donate, we're going to put that their link into our podcast episodes for this episode and then our next episode and please you know we definitely want to commit to being able to match that and, and donate to a really really great cause uh, for this organization which is the Marsha P. Johnson Institute so definitely uh, definitely encourage you all to be part of that and, and be able to co- contribute to something meaningful so the next part I want to bring up is this episode and then is something that, you know, we've been wanting to do, especially since I've been involved in, in, in watching a lot of Ted Lasso recently. So this episode is one that, you know, introductions to Ted Lasso. We also started talking um, as well. And then our next episode is going to be about, you know, what we have other guests of Darren and then Jared, who's another one of my coworkers to be able to kind of talk a little bit more about how they got into it, some of the other themes. And so we do our best to really within uh, these two episodes to focus on bringing themes and bringing um, not so much, you know, the full details or, or going into too many, you know, spoilers of the episodes, but definitely something I definitely want to preface everyone that there probably are going to be spoilers, but nothing too deep, uh, but certainly a uh, series I would recommend you all to check out. So that's going to be it. Uh, Stay tuned and we'll get into the episode. Happy summer, everyone. Happy Pride Month. We are Tasting Meaning, and we are back with our penultimate episode of the season. Charlie, we made it. Yes, we made yes, it to yes. another season. We're going into the the summer days where, you know, you'll be hearing from maybe a different podcast, mm, perhaps, a dif- series. Different series on this platform. <laughs> that sounds like he'll be making a big impact. Mm, yes, mm. absolutely. Definitely. I wonder on who. Me? Sounds catchy. You? It sounds catchy. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Charlie, you introduced me to a podcast episode the other day um, following the Apple Showcase. Let's talk about what got revealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, as you all know, I love the Day Chang podcast. I think that's probably like one of the only podcasts I actually just <laughs> am very committed to listening to almost every episode. Apart from Taste of Mini, of course. Apart from, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and so one of the episodes, he was invited to go to like the Apple Showcase, one of those big events where like Apple un- unveils like one of their bigger project um, products coming up. And so the most recent one was the, the Vision Pro. And, you know, he got a chance randomly and invited to go to that and, and test it out and, and trial it out. And he was talking about his experience with it, but also talking about like what what could be the benefits of it? What could be the the downfalls of it um, from the technological advancement standpoint, but also just from like, OK, like how could this impact how we connect with people? Um, of course, he's kind of primarily more of a chef perspective. So like how it impacts just sort of dining as well. So I wanted to bring this as an appetizer of just like, hmm. The Vision Pro, like, what is our sort of take on it, and and how is it, you know, how did it connect with us, and and how do we see this as being something that's going to be impacting the world? Um, do you want me to start? Yeah, and and before you start as well, yeah, if you want to give more insight as to what the Vision Pro is, sure, sure, yeah. So the Vision Pro, from my understanding, it's pretty similar to sort of a lot of VR sets. Um, yeah, you know, of course, like the Oculus. Um, and I tried one of those before and it's, you know, like I, I've never been much of a virtual reality person just because I, I think I am a little on the fence about it of just sort of blurring the reality and, and the virtual reality <laughs> and seeing like, oh my gosh, if I dip too much into this, like, am I going to be able to really distinguish the difference between it? Um, I'm, I probably watched too much Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, but with the Vision Pro, it's supposed to be a lot more advanced to where you're able to interact, of course, like with the surroundings as well, like more from the standpoint of, you know, you're not having sort of, from what I understand, like controllers in your hand, but you're actually using your, um, your pupils to be able to dictate some things mm-hmm. perhaps your fingers to be able to dictate some things as well and it, it syncs up in that way um so very advanced if, if there's more to it that you know please add on martin from what i understand is everything you said absolutely correct you won't need a glove you won't need like a joystick or a remote or a controller they have like these cameras built around to see like the three 360 angles so you so you interact with your surroundings and you're able to like use your body as if it was like augmented reality type thing even though augmented reality you don't move you basically like go into a slumber or whatnot but still um you really get to interact with your surroundings as if you're actually there what whether it be i know dave said cooking classes where it'd be like a sporting event right mm-hmm. having front row seats which we'll, i'm sure we'll talk about in a second yeah you just be able to just, uh interact with your surroundings like you never were able to before as if you're there physically mm-hmm. there right yeah and and that in itself is pretty cool. I mean, I'll, I'll have to admit, I think that's cool to where like you're 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 so immersed in that experience yeah. from many different angles as well to almost be able to like okay, like I'm fully there now. Of course, there's some things you can't simulate, and that that's what he brings up on the podcast, which is kind of like okay, you can't simulate taste. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you're this is yeah, you're immersed in the experience visually, auditorily. I don't think you can simulate smell, um, <laughs> taste, feel, touch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so a, a lot of it is still left kind of to your own experience. Um, so I think if if you were like, okay, would I want to experience the front row of a Lakers game while having that? That sounds amazing. I would love to do that <laughs> um, because you know I, I think that's going to be something where folks who maybe aren't wanting to like drive to go to like crypto arena and go watch that or to maybe folks who are want to experience in the comfort of their home and still be able to do that that would be pretty cool so i think there's a lot of sort of like benefits to it um and however like what i kind of think about it from the other standpoint is obviously the cost ridiculous costs and i would imagine they're going to come up with probably a, a more cost affordable version somewhere down the line um, but one of the things I wanted to bring up, which was actually got me thinking was like, obviously, if I go to a restaurant, you know, obviously, I want to be able to have an experience with that, right? The food, the environment, the the one thing I can't be able to experience pretty accessibly is what if I wanted to go 
and dine in a different country or somewhere else and have the, the, the vibe and the experience of that. What if, and this people out there, if they, if they patent this, please give me <laughs> rights to it, pay me as well. Like what if they created like a restaurant or some sort of like, you know, in-person experience or maybe the, the menu changes, you know, every several months. And they built out this place and the, the, the cuisine that they're going to give you is of a specific country, maybe, right? And then let's just say they rent out these Vision Pros there. Obviously, you have to invest in that. <laughs> and they provide that to you. You sit down with your the person you're going with. You put it on. You're transported to, say, that country, right? Let's just say it's Japan. And then you're eating that food. You're almost part of the whole experience now, like as if you're in a different country, you're enjoying the, the, the food itself and you get that part of it that it you can't simulate while going to a restaurant in LA. Like that would be something I would want to experience. See, that's a phenomenal idea that I didn't even consider. And I'm very happy you brought it up. I think because like we like a lot of restaurants here in the United States try to do that anyways, right? They try to make it like, oh, the taste of Athens, but here mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, right? They try they always try to do that, like make it like they try to immerse you into experience where it'd be with the uh interior design, the architecture, right? With music, like, perhaps the music, yeah. right? The smells, every all the senses you're talking about because they want to immerse you to that experience without you having to leave the comfort of your own city. But with what you're saying is same idea, but in this case, with the um, Vision Pro, you get to actually feel like you're in that different country. Right. And, you, and, and, and you the, see the, everything as if it would have been like exactly. Tokyo. And the wild thing is, is like the Vision Pro, you know, you're able to also see the person that's in front of you, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. And I think they, they mentioned also on the podcast, like, let's just say you're on like a um like a facetime call as well right yeah like i wonder if in that experience like you're able to have your you're the person across from you along with anybody who's in the facetime like if they're able to kind of i don't almost like be part of that experience like like it almost makes it feel like i'm traveling with these folks to a different country having yeah. a meal there and i'm I, I get to have the food in front of me as well yeah. and that like i don't know it just feels like it would it would hit on so many different senses the thing that i really appreciate that they've said and especially like knowing that not everyone has this privilege right yes it really helps with accessibility especially mm -hmm. like to your point not everyone has the privilege and like blessings to go to another country mm -hmm. right not everyone has the like the privilege to even try these foods to be honest mm -hmm. so to be able to like somewhat create that at this comfort of your own like like convenience to be in your city your own backyard whatever it may be it gives you a chance to really experience all those things that law like less fortunate people wouldn't be able to afford, especially with the with the the going back to the front row seats at the NBA game, like that's a, I don't know if I can experience that in my lifetime. I don't know about you, like like if we really want to, Charlie, are we gonna drop ten k on front row front row seats? Like you know, it is an experience and it can never be replicated, but like or like can never be matched in person. But you can be able to experience that without having to actually pay that amount of money mm -hmm. by just wearing this um headset mm -hmm. honestly like it kind of gives you what you want yeah right i mean like if, if you were to think about it in terms of grades like you know obviously going in person front row seats a plus right yeah. that's a plus but what if you can get an a minus by having <laughs> you know like this experience it, it's still you know maybe obviously not as amazing but it's like you know what like it's still pretty cool yeah, it's like the same thing, like, with, within the past decade, how, like, not many, like, I know it's not a, a fine example, well, not a fine example, but there's not much data to it, but there has been a decrease in people going to live events mm. for sports, mm -hmm. because you be most, like, most of the stadium is not going to have a better view than what you can watch at home. Sure. Right? So, like, and the accessibility to watching at home comes as easy as turning on your TV or going onto an app on your phone. Like mm -hmm. you can literally bring the game anywhere you go, mm -hmm. anywhere you want to be at the, at the at the leisure of your own like um, decision. So like I know that's already something in the first place where people were like, "Why am I like?" I even told my dad, "Like dad, let's go 
to the Super Bowl. When it came to LA, he's like, why am I going to, why do I want to spend $7,000 to sit in the very top when I could be at home eating the food I want to eat, being able to use the restroom whenever I want and watch the TV here with a better view. Mm. I'm kind of like, when you say it like that, you're not, you're, not, you're not lying. You're not wrong. Yeah. But like some people, like I know for me, I really value being there in person because the atmosphere is just totally sure, different. Sure. But sure. with with this, um, it really helps get people there who don't need to spend the money or who can't even spend the money. and mm-hmm. just gives you the same experience. Yeah. It's all for fun, right? You want to make sure people are having fun. What were some of your takeaways? Uh, for me, the thing I liked a lot, and I was offline with you about it before, was the how innovative this is going to be. And it's not because the um, is Vision Pro, right? I want to make sure I say mm-hmm. it right. Vision Pro, because yeah. in the background, I want to say Oculus <laughs> so hard because that's all I know. Um, the Vision Pro in itself isn't going to be what, um, isn't going to be the longevity for this like product. I, th- I love how Dave said it. The Vision Pro is going to be what the iPod was for the iPhone. It's going to be that like, um stepping stool or stepping stone whatever the term is mm-hmm. to get you to the next thing that's going to be what's like breaks or like uh, resets all of like how how we do things mm-hmm. and i and that's a really like crazy innovative way very visionary of him honestly i don't know what dave does but he is thinking of the, all these crazy things and it's i'm kind of like okay bro <laughs> like how do you get your mind to think about that and like eloquently communicate your thoughts because I struggle with that all the time um so I find that really remarkable because yeah he's right like that what the iPod like the iPod is an afterthought now to be honest like what the iPod is is a fraction of what the iPhone can do and is which is just the music aspect of it because the iPhone can do or just any smartphone can do anything for that part and so like this Vision Pro can be that small thing where it's like this fraction of what is is to come, something even bigger, even more remarkable. Um, Wait one second. Yes. There's a generation that probably has no idea what the hell the iPod is. It was just hilarious because aren't they called Generation I? (laughs) It's just wild. Like I I just thought about it right now. I was like, oh my gosh, like I did have an iPod. I loved having an iPod. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, like there's a chunk of folks now that are like, yeah, there's probably people that have no idea. Like the iPod was probably a thing. I still have my iPod Nano. I use my hey. iPod when I fly. Nice. Because like, I don't want to like my phone. I use like, I stream the audio. So I don't have it saved to my phone. Mm-hmm. And also like, you, can't, you know, airplane mode. I'm not trying to pay for Wi-Fi either. Mm-hmm. So I just use my iPod because my iPod is like going to play gonna play music. I don't have to worry about it. And I don't worry about like interfering with the the electricity or whatever you know whatever mm-hmm. obviously very <laughs> uneducated <laughs> comment by myself i don't know any, i don't know how airplane mode works on the airplane i don't know why they tell us to get on it but they tell us to um but yeah i use my ipod every time i travel yeah yeah it's and then great. your second takeaway from the episode? second takeaway yes second takeaway was oh my god what was it i was about to say it never i told you earlier what was it again yeah it, well, it was basically innovation of like obviously the phones but also like the other innovation in in life would be like what green oh yeah 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 yeah. so apparently like yeah dave said he went to this like um speaker series seminar type thing i don't know if it's a harvard yale some big university over there in the east some ivy league school and one of the speakers were saying and it was like a bio like bio biological like discoveries class whatever whatever i'm paraphrasing so much essentially the two greatest like discoveries in human history according to this one individual where it's the grain just like wheat all that stuff and the iphone (laughs) which when you think about it it's very correct to some extent i would change the iphone to just a computer in itself because Mm. that's just like i feel like that covers more bases but i feel like those are that's a very solid argument because when you look just like what 20 years ago charlie when we started like actually having more like personal computers in the in the household how powerful the computer has been to rework how human mind like mankind thinks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and of course grains is like the foundation of all food yeah yeah i mean i i think you know to kind of really tie that into our podcast is really seeing like like how much we've technology has a big role in how we've connected with people 
like just over time. And, and I think it, I don't know, it's, it says something just because of, you know, we, we learn a, a lot more because of it as well. You know, as much as we, we tend to want to resist just technological advancement, like it's just going to happen. And we sort of see like, you know, where, where do we go from here? Like how much more do, can we connect with people that's not right in front of us? And how much do we know, how, how much do we learn and experience culture in, in different ways that we haven't already done so um, well, or even food in a way that we haven't done so look how we're doing this we're never in the room together and we can create a full podcast show <laughs> one day we might want we might do one in person but one day <laughs> going back go back old school you know like how being we, in person <laughs> how i first how we first started like the idea of a podcast when you came over like years ago yeah that was that was thing. five years ago dude wow <laughs> no but seriously like you're right like the um, advancement how we think now is so crazy because like I know when I was growing up I was in that weird middle where I'm like still um learning how 90s kids were with like mm. about the technological advancements of today's iPad kids mm-hmm. and then like also being introduced to like having like my first phone being a smartphone right mm-hmm. type thing so like it is or like even growing up with a computer in my house because i don't know about like did you grow up with a computer when you were a kid in your actual home uh it, it like it was a little bit later yeah like it was probably like maybe when i was like mm, i don't know like nine or ten yeah yeah but like not like not from like the earlier early not stages. from the get-go yeah same like when my sister was born <laughs> computer everywhere cousins born they had an ipad <laughs> sure yeah you know what i mean like so like is the way we think is so different and like one of my favorite examples is that so charlie and obviously no one can see us as we're doing this but Charlie, like if someone tells you to make a hand gesture as for picking up the phone and get on the phone call how would you do it make a hand gesture so like for example if you told me like hey martin pick up the phone this is how i would do it oh yeah right? no i would do that too yeah exactly so so, so, so what we're doing is basically putting up, yeah 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 yeah. We're, we're putting up our, our pinky and our thumbs up to our, our ears yeah yeah right right kids have like a block they're oh like, you're right you're they, right they, you know what I mean? like they're like hello you know what I mean? like they'll be like picking up a block or whatever sure sure yeah we're just like what <laughs> I, I mean it's the same thing with like with, with folks like they don't know just or even that experience like i don't even know if you did like having a flip phone my dad did your dad did okay yeah so yeah, just yeah. like the, <laughs> the concept of having a flip open a freaking phone well and they, then like have you not seen the latest like samsung phones they i mean yeah no i mean it's bad. they're trying to go back to that right and, yeah yeah or like how do you take a picture charlie i take a picture like this uh or like no. this or like oh this. yeah yeah i would, yeah, I would like probably that. do that so like that like that like Martin you know, like, does like this like weird like rectangle <laughs> jimmy thingy and i do like the you know the holding ch-choo. a camera click yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids are like this yeah you're right like they, you're right they press it you know what i mean sure. like they hold a block sure. up and they press it <laughs> It's crazy. Obviously, no one. Okay, basically, imagine you're holding your phone and you just like tap the screen to, to take a picture. That's mm-hmm. basically the hand gesture I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's just like the way of thinking is different now, and like I think that's phenomenal. I think the way we communicate, the way we like use media as a form of communication and direction, the way we work now, you don't have to work in person half the time anymore. Like my job's remote, your job's remote. I can't part. see myself ever working in an office just full-time. Justifying, yeah, going back and, and working in an office full-time. I can't. Me neither. Like, I went yesterday, and I'm like, I, I felt less efficient being in an office. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot, like, I get distracted more easily. I just, like, don't, like, I feel like a field trip. I don't feel like working. I feel like a field trip. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's weird. Like, like when I first started working, as soon as I got home, I can't wait to get home. Now, like, when I go to the office, I'm like, oh, my God, it's fun. I'm not to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it flips. Like, when I'm here at home, I'm like, okay, I can work faster more efficient like like opportunities are endless which is also very depressing because it's your home yeah <laughs> like yeah. how do you separate work and home now right right but yeah that's my that's my um run on gibberish rant okay i appreciate the run on gibberish <laughs> but yeah for folks uh definitely <laughs> we'll, we'll put the uh the link to dave chang's um vision pro episode like check it out i mean love to hear about what y'all think about of it and kind of seeing like hey where does technology go from here so yeah we'll be back um we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna go into our main chunk of this episode on ted lasso So 
I know I'm really excited to talk about Ted Lasso as Charlie, you know, gave us a little like hint a few moments ago. But I'm gonna let Charlie take the floor to set it up, to paint to paint the room, paint the picture. Okay, Charlie, I'll paint the room. Floor. I'm not I'm not a great painter, but we'll see how this goes. Um <laughs> so I, I think a good way for me to start this is one, I'll, I'll kind of tie it to just sort of the word reluctance. Um mm. because I think for me, one part of it is reluctance of just what other people may be into and how I sometimes feel about that. Like, what I feel a, like a lot a of hipster. Th- I am not a hipster. I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. But like, essentially, when, when people are really into something and they tell me about it, I'm almost like, Ugh, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to buy into it. Is it a gimmick? Um, again, I, I want to retroactively apologize to to all the the blinks out there for their <laughs> love of Blackpink and my misunderstanding. Again, if we have anybody who are Blackpink uh, enthusiasts out there who would want to be on the podcast, I welcome you. So, word reluctance comes to mind because a lot of people have told me about the t- the show Ted Lasso, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I think if it was readily accessible, like if it was on Netflix, I'd be like, all right, I'll check it out. One, it was on Apple TV. So that's another just like hoop because I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta subscribe to something else. So there's that, but I'll go back even further and just my reluctance of Apple. So I'll, I'll say this, even though we just did a whole first segment on an Apple product, like this is no way a sponsorship of <laughs> sponsored by Apple. So I have no buy into this. And I was the, very the much anti-Apple. Yeah, yeah I'm very much anti-Apple. Um, I, I don't have any Apple products. And I was actually very resistant since day one. I was not about to get an iPhone. I did not want a MacBook or anything like that. I don't know why. I think it was just because everybody was so like hoopla over it. And I didn't want to buy into it. Eventually, I was like, I ended up getting an iPhone in my life. <gasps> I think, yeah, this was probably back in like, I could have been high school, maybe early college. And I had it for maybe a couple of years. I had, of course, a, a, you know, as you all heard before, like a um, an iPod and whatnot, and that was fine. But I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I had a very mixed relationship when it came to Apple because it, it felt so like popularized and, and, and everybody was all into it. And I tried to fight it. And, you know, eventually I gave in. But then I think I've eventually settled on, you know, I've tried it. And it's not my thing when it came to just Apple products. Okay. So now we come to this day, Ted Lasso, Apple TV. I was like, how am I going to watch this show that people have been raving about? So finally, I reach out to Mark Ian like, hey, can you hook it up? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to sign up for another subscription. I just want to watch this one show. Help me out uh by by means we won't disclose it on here of anything illegal of any kind uh you know i was able to log in watch the show and without going into it quite yet um i loved it so that's kind of the lead into it um how i got introduced was pretty much like i can name probably like 10 people who probably referred (laughs) this show to me and i i was i was kind of resistant also too because i'm like i'm not into soccer like i'm I don't watch football like that. I'm just, I'm just not into it. Um, and so I was like, ah, do I have to be into it to like it? And for a little teaser for folks who are on the fence, you don't have to be. And we'll kind of get into it a little bit why. But let me turn it over to you to kind of set this up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess I'll just follow your your lead with the Apple stuff. Yeah, I definitely did not want to buy into the Apple things either. I only had an iPod because music. There's like there's really like it had a monopoly on the on the market. It it did it really did it yeah. really did and this is before like iPhones or not just smartphones in general having like a Spotify or Pandora mm-hmm. or whatever right so like it was like either get an MP3 player play the radio or try your best to get some music on there or get an iPod which was a lot easier so I got an iPod that was the only Apple product I ever had very anti-Apple as well, always had Androids. I'm like, I play video games, so I have PCs and PCs are a bit more um, friendly and easier to use when it comes to gaming. And I got an iPhone last fall because when I went on vacation with my friends, they were, being, they were like, okay, let me, we'll, 
will airdrop you the pictures and the videos. And I'm like, guys, I have a Google phone. You can't airdrop me. They're like, well, we can't text it to you because the quality decreases from iMessage to SMS. I'm like, you guys want to drop into a Google Drive folder? You know what I mean? It was like so many hurdles just to get me a picture. So I was, my phone was, you know, four years old at that point. I was due for, I was very much overdue for an upgrade. And I was like, I guess I'm getting an Apple it's just because I, it's for the efficiency of like sharing information and like those type of like files. Also, like a lot of my friends would tell me repeatedly, I hate the green bubbles. I don't like texting. They don't like oh, texting. <laughs> they don't like texting me via the green bubbles. And I was like, I, you're like the second person I've heard this from. And it's like, what, what is, what is people's deal? Like, right? what is wrong with that green no, bubble? No, seriously, I was kind of like, I still, I have friends with Android and I text and I have no issue with it. Yeah, I'm kind of like, it's yeah. just, a, it's just a different color. It's not a big deal. Like, yes, you can't, like, you can't FaceTime. You can't see them typing. I get it. Whatever. Who cares? It's just a text. It's literally just a text. I text Charlie all the time. I don't have any issue with it. It's whatever. But because of like a lot of my friends were like, well, we have group chats where we just drop in like hangout plans. But since you don't have an Android, you want, we don't want to add you to the group chat because then it kind of like limits the capabilities. Blah, blah. Oh, we my the, bad. We so we got to go to the extra, extra effort. I'm sorry. <laughs> so regardless, I know, right? I was like, that's what, what a great friend. <laughs> so regardless, I, I bought in, got an iPhone and I still miss my Google very much. But it is a lot easier to use. And it's just better for like the mainstream audience. It's just easier to connect with people for sure. But that's something I got. I got an iPhone and AirTag for which like tracks whatever you put it in. Mm-hmm. No, nothing else. No AirPods. I still use my Galaxy Buds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no MacBook. Nothing. That's all I got. Yeah. But I will say Apple TV Plus. Very much a big fan because of Ted Lasso. And Ted Lasso is a phenomenal show. I watched it because soccer. <laughs> mm. a, a show about soccer with comedy from the American perspective. That sounds really smart. Especially being, especially being SNM alum, Jason Sudeikis. Mm. Hilarious comedian. Hilarious actor. I was excited. And I'm happy that you're on this journey now with me. And I think we can start talking about the show itself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think for, for some, like, just that that part of it when because I, I was trying to introduce it to some other people who like you know like have heard of it obviously have been recommended it but they're like eh, i'm not sure and I, I really had to preface it to saying like it's a show that has like soccer as its sort of like foundation piece of it although it's it's so much more than that you know it has really just dynamics of relationship dynamics of leadership um of uh love of family of mental health like there's so many different like layers and topics that go into it that after a while like like i i didn't even think about the soccer standpoint of it anymore and and it became just so much more of of the storytelling of it in 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 different aspects and so i think just sort of a overview you know coach from uh like a u.s football team what you know won a championship gets recruited to then go coach a a soccer team in england and goes on the journey from that and i think if folks just kind of got into it and and committed to it like they would really be surprised at just sort of how they can connect to that show beyond just like oh, you know, soccer's cool. Like, <laughs> there's just so much more than that. Yeah, like for me, the sports got me into it. What kept me around was the remarkable storytelling, the emphasis on love, mental health, and just and like being yourself. And I think Ted's character does a remarkable job with that because he's very much that like neutral, like person who is like basically being um reinvented by his surroundings everyone yes. around him is impacting him in different ways whether it be positive or negative and seeing how that character like reacts to both sides and what how it builds him for you know how the show eventually ends is like it's crazy growth but mm-hmm. also like really shows like how powerful it is to really just love yourself and be happy Mm. that was something mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. stuck with me because at the end of the season at the series he chose himself without spoiling way anything. to give it away 
no that's fine anything it just shows to be happy yeah 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 which yeah and to to your point i think just from the the human perspective of it like when i when i started the show Mm -hmm. i was like even for me this guy is way too damn positive like (laughs) super uh, optimistic I'm, i'm i'm an optimistic person i'm a pretty positive person but like this guy was even way too much for me to the point where I was like, first couple episodes, I was like, all right, dude, I'm starting to get tired of this guy. However, I think just seeing his growth throughout the show, I was just like, whoa, like I could see where some of that positivity came from. Mm-hmm. I could see the depth underneath that. I could see the need for it. The need for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and sort of how how that shows up for himself from the mental health standpoint but also like how it starts to really impact other people of like, you know, you are more than just what you give off to other people. Mm-hmm. Like there's a story behind you. There's a reason why you behave the way you do. And I think you got to see that in a lot of different characters of just mm-hmm. like, this is who they are. This is yeah. why they, they operate the way they do. Yeah. No, seriously. And I think like how terrifying it is to have anxiety Mm-hmm. and like how terrifying it is to feel helpless was captured very well i would like to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think the show did a remarkable job not sugarcoating stuff but also not like romanticizing mental health mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. you know like and it, it stays con- like like the some characters stay consistent in terms of what they are but they serve their role is very pivotal and some of them get worse which shows the the effects of their character and some mm-hmm. get a lot healthier mm-hmm. which like and also like on that journey of like being healthy it highlights what needs to be done and how to get support yeah yeah and I, I, kind of to your what you were saying too of just like not sugarcoating and i think the 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 people who created this show same people who created scrubs which is one of my you know favorite shows as well is it's that great balance where you can have comedy in a show Mm -hmm. and also have those like serious heart wrenching (laughs) moments because that's just a human experience. It's not one way or the other. You can have parts of your life where you're just like, fuck, I'm, this is awful, (laughs) but like, I'm, you you can almost laugh about it. But then there's also other parts of your life where like, dude, this is really hard. And I, I feel all of it. Yeah. and and i i love that that that's kind of what it, it gave me throughout yeah. the show like the show's crazy in a sense not crazy like bad but like like yeah whatever my slang it's it's remarkable how the show can make you laugh so much and one moment later you are bawling your mm-hmm. eyes out mm-hmm. like that i don't know if it's a penultimate episode of season three or the episode prior but like that like there's a conversation between two characters um coach beard and and um ned mm, mm, mm-hmm. and that was crazy because it, it showed a lot of growth between both characters especially a lot of stuff from the past that we didn't know about till that very end mm-hmm. and like i was tearing up yeah it was like i'm getting goosebumps now thinking about how i mm-hmm. felt watching that mm-hmm. scene it was it was great it was really great to be honest they did a yeah. good job giving everyone a chance to really shine It's it's one of few shows I would say that I was engaged and 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 I knew this because my 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 wife would say like wow like you're actually sitting down and watching through a show (laughs) and not getting up because typically my my mo is that I I will get up and go do something like in the middle of a show or whatever yeah Yeah, and I'll come back I'm like yeah whatever but this one I was just like no like I didn't want to miss anything and I just it was literally one episode after another after another and I was like I'm like I'm glued to this (laughs) and then also like I I I could tell as well because I wasn't on my phone most of the time I was just like no phone's down like I'm I'm in it like (laughs) walk me through this experience and there, there there are ways where I can sort of for me at least be able to really feel like a show has impacted me like like i'm I'm, i really love the show or i'm engaged with the show is one if i'm not on my phone and then two if i'm yelling at the tv (laughs) like if i'm if i'm literally yelling at the tv then you got me because i'm i'm engaged because i'm 
pissed off or whatever is going on. And I did both with this show. Like there yeah. were some moments I was like, fuck you, Jamie Tart. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but then you later learn to love him. So, oh, uh, so, uh, I guess without giving too much away, but like, no, it's not giving anything away. He's a he, character. he was a character that I just, I didn't really care for from beginning to end. He just like, even though I, I could see his development, I, I see what people mean by his development. I don't know. It just felt very just like surface generic, like, okay, you know, he was a dick before. Now you get to see why he's, he was who he was. Now he's not a dick anymore. I don't know. It just felt very generic for me. Whereas like, I, I really liked, um, Sam. No, uh, freaking the, 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 the other assistant coach. Oh, what's the name? Roy Kent. No, the one who went to coach for the other team. Ned. Yeah. Is, right. Ned. No. Is, that right? is it not Ned? Nate. Nate. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is Ned? <laughs> it's the guy with the N. Yeah. It's yeah. An Nate, N name. Yeah. I, oh, I liked his job because Sorry, it's Nate. like, you know, you got to see like him just start from literally nothing. Like he mm. was unnoticed completely. And then he had this whole journey, you know, you know, plot twist and everything like that. And then he comes back and like, you got to see a full, just array of development, both from the standpoint of his professional part of it and his personal part of it. Like there's just so many different layers. And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm bought into your development. No, I, I totally see that. But he kind of goes from a hero to a villain and then like comes back to like his roots. Yeah. And, yeah, ex- yeah. and gladly accepts be- his roots. Right, right. So I, I see that. And apologies, Nate. Nate. Wow. <laughs> Nate the Great. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, right? Hilarious. I just, I'm the one who's watched the show from beginning to end, and I totally forgot. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. I also had to watch it because you you claimed that I was a, a Roy Kent. Which you are Roy I am Kent. Not, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not a Roy Kent. My wife is a Roy Kent. <laughs> she happily identifies with him. Um, I sadly would not admit that I guess as being told by my wife that apparently I, I'm more on the side of Ted, which. Oh yeah. I don't like that. The thing is like, <laughs> the reason why I said you were Roy camp, because we were having the episode last episode and you're like attacking the blinks and stuff. That was a very Roy camp. <laughs> oh, okay. Way. Okay. Okay. So that was like, I was yeah. like in that moment you were Roy. Okay. All right. But I, in the I grand scheme of things, you are a bit of Ted. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the reason I kept saying Ned. It was Nate and Ted combined. <laughs> Okay, you justify however you'd like. <laughs> My brain works mysterious ways. I'm still trying to figure it out. Fair, fair. Um, uh, my favorite character is Sam Obi Sanya. Yes, I loved, loved him. him. Loved him so much. Um, the thing is, like with Sam, I think with Sam's growth is definitely confidence and mm. accepting that not everything's in his control and let the and let the world go move as an ocean, mm. like. Like move, like being being your constant motion to the vibe of the ocean mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. So I, that's how I like Sam's character. I wish they did a, a little bit more Danny Rojas, but he was a little bit of a comedic relief, which is totally fine. And he has some moments too. Which I mean, I was gonna ask you. I, I think that's that's part of what I wanted to bring up on this yeah. pod was around like just representation. I mean, like I felt like you know at least from I don't know the Asian representation, probably the closest would be uh, Nate. I mean, yeah. I think you got to see a little bit of that just from like his, you know, connection with family his, mm-hmm. you know, how he saw himself as almost like a nothing before. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of from there got to grow and, and see sort of a different perspective and almost to, to the wide end of the other way. Um, so I guess, you know, that from that standpoint of representation, I was like, okay, like you got to see multi dimensions mm-hmm. for you. Like, I mean, what would you say representation was for you just from you know uh the, the hispanic perspective i feel like with daniel rojas it's like it wasn't in, in hmm. let me make sure i say things correctly now because it matters <laughs> and i'm just being silly i feel like with danny it was more in the emphasis of like okay here is a footballer who isn't european who doesn't speak okay who isn't like I know with Van Dam, he's Canadian, so not European. But you know what I mean? Like, like this is a Premier League team for the most part, who like are European players who speak English. This is the only person who comes from outside the continent, apart from like the the goalkeeper, right? 
And so, like, for him, his way of, like, playing the sport is very much, like, it's, like, this is your life, which is why he's, like, mm. football is life, which is, like, iconic, yeah. like, um, line from the show. Because, like, it, it really shows that, like, for him to advance his upbringing was to be the best he can be in the sport. Mm. And just taking all opportunities he can, which was a good, like, um, yin and yang moment for um, Jamie. Because, like, Jamie is, like, I am the alpha. I need to be the best. Whereas for Danny, it's, like, I'm going to take any opportunity I can. I'm going to play. And I'm going to play as good as you. Mm. Because I'm just happy to be here. But I know my skills is on par with you. Whereas Jamie's like, I have to be here. I deserve that. Mm. Like, like this is, like, I earned. Like, even not even earning is more like, no, this, I, this is mine. I deserve it all. Mm. doesn't matter if I'm playing bad or not. I should always be playing type thing. So I think it was a good, like, um, compliment for him as he was getting, like, going through his like hero's journey mm-hmm. and then they, they just had some funny parts like with him just like um lacking confidence in himself because he's in that foreign country type stuff like it, yeah. i don't think it gets deeper with danny and to be honest which yeah. is fine but i don't think it needed to be like okay that thing was disrespectful and that thing was weird that, was that, that's what i want to kind of like yeah like talk about with you is like yeah did, did it seem like he was just there for too much com- comedic relief or no nah, he was just like he was put like he brings the family aspect of the team. okay which yep. I think is what they needed. It was more like a love. And there were some funny parts too, especially when they did the, in season three, when they went on the international. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he like, and he like, because <laughs> this is, the goalkeeper's Canadian and he's Mexican, sure. so they're in the same conference, yeah. which is CONCACAF. Um, so they had to play against each other and he yeah. like switches mentality. Like, I'm no longer your teammate. Right. <laughs> I'm your enemy. You're funny. going down. That was yeah. hilarious, which is true, right? Like when it comes to like, um like when we're watching the gold cup is like our like tournament every summer for this region of the uh of the um the international countries for soccer so like yeah mexico for mexico you want to destroy everybody Mm. but when you but when you're not playing against each other you're like yeah go other team along the u.s loses that's typically how we we see it so i see typically mexico will, will support canada but when it's against canada we're destroying canada ah that's okay. how we think so i thought it was hilarious i loved okay. it cool i didn't know that thank you yeah yeah yeah. but yeah i think the i think the representation was good i think a good job like uh tackling racism tackling Mm. like homophobia Mm -hmm. like a lot of that stuff i thought like the show tackled like uncomfortable topics in a fun way which is weird to say that in a sentence but it was like educational it was clever but they still kept it like to the tones of a comedy i think i think you know what to your point actually with that is it's I, I would sort of add another word to fun which would be in a very subtle way because i, like that. I think in, in that sense because it wasn't in your face like yo like this is what's happening and yeah like, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive so deep into that but it's like no it it becomes so subtle to where like this is kind of in a way similar to what happens in real life like some of this may not be as in your face like yo like this is blatant racism however it's like no like you can see it in such subtle tiny ways but it's still there and it's yeah. still something that impacts people still something that people go through and are faced with yeah no totally and i think and they did and they did a good job like showing characters who are in the wrong and getting punished for what they say Mm. they don't go unpunished for doing certain things which is mm-hmm. which is like I, in my opinion that's a very smart correct way of like d- tackling these issues like you need to show someone being an absolute monster about it but you also show that same monster getting the justice because mm. if you show them just getting off of it then it shows like okay then what's the point of even trying right 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 but yeah and but also like if you react poorly to said monster you're still gonna meet the same like you're gonna meet a similar punishment as well mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. like what happened in the third season as well like he fought back and he's like technically shouldn't have mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which sucks because you want to stand up for the right things but in our and you know there's something called the law <laughs> but yeah. yeah 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 i mean i'm trying to think what else uh we haven't brought up that i would want to bring up i mean i think it's also just like interesting to see how from the 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 coaching standpoint and and just the relationship that a coach has with their you know their players but also like what they represent to their players because i felt like with with ted you know and and also kind of 
dive into this as well. I'm, I'm, you know, I think this is something a conversation will probably continue for the part two of this that we're going to have like with, with Darren and, and possibly another person, but it's just like Ted was a white male going into a, a you know, an inter international sport and he brings what he brings obviously from football, who he is and whatnot. What does that represent to his players? What is that? What is him coming from a different sport represent to his players? You know, how do they see him? Can they take him seriously? Can they, can they still, you know, eventually get to a point where they, they accept him, obviously maybe not knowing as much about the story, but accepting him as a person like, Hey, like you're a good human being and you just happen to be, you know, um, coaching us for soccer. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's just so many different dynamics where it's just like, what someone brings into what they're they're going to be leading or or facilitating and how much different they could really be from the other people and could they still take something like a takeaway in mm -hmm. you know, lessons and experiences from that yeah and i think ted did a great job with like how he manages the team mm -hmm. by um invoking like a sense of like trust which ends up becoming like pivotal, pivotal in season three, as well mm. as just like, and this has been a theme since the first season, just believing in yourself. Mm. Just like if you believe, you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. Of course, it's not that it, there's, it's not that straight of a line. Obviously, there's many, many, yeah, many, yeah. many turns <laughs> and setbacks. But if you put in the work, you can definitely accomplish. But you also can't accomplish it alone. You need a team. Yes. 100%. And I think that's like something to show. That's a real takeaway from the show. Like you can't do everything alone and that's okay. In in all regards as, as a team in yeah. life. Exactly. Yeah. Team life, everything like and it's okay to ask for help. Mm. I think that's really important and I think even Ted himself was the hypocrite of that but he helped everybody else but he never got help mm. for himself. And then you mm -hmm. see that growth where he eventually does get help which is important, you know? And that's why, like, Ted's a great character. Like, he doesn't take up too much of the spotlight. The show does not need to revolve around him, but when he's in it, it's very pivotal. Mo pivotal moments are crucial to the plot that doesn't drain from the story. Right. Like, how... I think that that in itself is pretty powerful to say that, like, someone can be not part of the spotlight, mm -hmm. but they're still very much as impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes a good main character, right? Like... Yeah. Typically, main characters are very easy to get along with in terms of like writing because mm -hmm. you want your side characters to be the ones with like more personality. Mm -hmm. So they stand out more and the main character just basically bounces off their energies. Mm -hmm. But like having Ted, he does fit that mold where like he doesn't need to be super unique, but he does fit, have his own personal journeys that are very important and it, and it impacts everyone else's. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good character. Like, they did a great job with the show yeah like the show obviously isn't perfect like i'm sure if we tried to find things about it we could be very like critical but the show was really fun and i enjoyed it and i had a lot of feelings with it that made sure, me happy sure um i maybe have two things left for me uh to bring up one of them being um what is your favorite moment in the show my favorite moment. Oh my god, what is my favorite moment in the show? My what the heck, Charlie? <laughs> what the heck? Uh, you I want would... me to go? Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's like it's, how it's... how do I say a favorite moment without saying season three? Right? Because it seems like oh recency bias. He's only going off of the most recent. I mean, season. sure, sure. I think for me, it's it, it's the <laughs> just the small silly jokes that kind of <laughs> like just kind of are interweaved throughout this show where like you almost have to like rewatch it again to kind of like get some of the jokes or or be able to kind of catch on to certain things because i mean there are some stuff that are like you know sports references and that's fine but then there are also just stuff that's like that was a funny joke or that was just yeah. really funny like one of them like i i will remember and 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 say it to my wife and she'll want to murder me which is like don't fret boba fett like <laughs> like this is the silliest thing but it's just like oh it's mm. so funny 
I think, and I feel bad that's from the third season, but I feel like my favorite moment was when they're at the the pub and they're playing that Beatles song. And oh, in yeah. the moment between like his son and himself, like Ted and his son, I thought that was really like powerful. And then yeah. it was, obviously it was going back and forth, other things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. I like those moments where they're very like touch, like really like hate, making you cry mm-hmm. type moments. Like there's a lot of those moments in the show. Yeah, like another one was what I said earlier between Nate and Coach Beard. Yeah, like that was a crazy moment. Then a moment was like between Ted and Jamie after something after an incident with his dad. Sure, great sure. moment. That moment was like between Roy, and uh, it's just a lot of Roy content. A lot <laughs> right. of Roy. Yeah. A lot of Roy. <laughs> Roy's great. What he's he's that character where like I don't know how to describe. It. Like he feels very unique. Like I I don't I don't know if I could pinpoint like there's if there's a character like that. Actually, hmm, even then it's a bit of a stretch. But like, have you ever seen Scrubs? I've seen of it. The hell does that mean? Like I've seen one episode. <laughs> F that. You need to go watch Scrubs. <laughs> oh, I, I saw, well, I will. I saw Shits Creek for you. We'll talk about that in a second. Anyways, <laughs> for those of you in the audience who have seen Scrubs, like, I mean, the closest person I could think of is just like Dr. Cox, where it's like, they're abrasive. They're, they're someone who, who's like really rough on the edges. Like you almost kind of can't see yourself like, like liking this person or connecting with this person. But like, just from the journey of the entire show, it's just like, wow, like this person is pretty awesome just in terms of like what they bring to the show. That's such a different dynamic. I really like Roy for that. Okay. okay, okay. And he curses a lot. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, what was your second thing? My second thing was, I think with getting into watching Ted Lasso, and now being more integrated, I suppose, into Apple TV Plus, I'm watching a lot of other shows on there now too. So for okay. those again, if for those of you who are on the fence of whether this is for you, like there's actually a lot of great stuff on Apple yeah, TV Plus. That's that's what they're known for. Their, their their whole idea was to bring high quality premium content. Yeah, at an affordable price. Because yeah, it's a very it's a it's a, I would say an affordable subscription. It's like six dollars a month, which is not that bad. There's yeah. not the thing is a catalog and library is tiny comparison to like but Netflix. they're great but they're great yeah <laughs> what are you watching uh i just finished watching shrinking um, oh I've, I've been wanting to watch that this will be for a different show like i can't i can't begin to tell oh, well, i'm excited for the tom holland show that comes out this okay yeah, yeah 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 like i liked shrinking but I had to watch it from two different perspectives. One as a therapist perspective ah. and then the other as a just entertainment perspective. I like so, that. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so watch, I finished that. I'm watching Severance right now. Okay. Um, that one's interesting. And then uh, my wife and I started one called The After Party, which has a bunch of fucking celebrities on it. Um, <laughs> but it's like a murder mystery, like what? Knives Out-esque, type of they need to do a better job with the marketing i haven't even heard about this one. Oh yeah like because we're because i was watching ted lasso most of the way through my wife kind of caught bits and pieces of it and then she's now watching it we're watching it together going through it so i'm watching basically you know two times in a, in a row um and but then during one of the commercials after party came up and i was like this looks fun and so <laughs> it's a pretty like like knives out is, has moments where it's a little bit more serious yeah this one is just meant to be ridiculous. That's good. So yeah, but it's kind of similar concept. Love that. Love that. That's all I got. <laughs> well, I got one question before we end it. Yeah. And I told you earlier this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying we need to compare them, but since you're you got me on Shit's Creek and I helped get you on Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. what are your opinions on the two shows? Mm-hmm. And the and because remember when you're trying to get me on Shit's Creek, I was like, I like Ted Lasso more. You're like, eh, so now that you've seen Ted Lasso, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again, we don't need to compare them. There's totally different shows, but your thoughts. This is hard. <laughs> like, if, if, if anybody haven't seen both of those shows, I would definitely recommend watching both of them because they're really, really both great shows, in my opinion. Um, and I, you know. Oh, sh- you know so, what's funny? The way you're reacting makes it seem like you're on my side. 
we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. I mean, it it's I I think I I love both. They both do great story and character development. Yes, definitely give them that. Um, are they both same similar number of seasons as well? Three uh, seasons each. No, Shit's Creek was like six. It was like was four it? six. Oh, oh, okay. So it's longer. It say? was a lot longer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. It's like four to six. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be the, the tiebreaker for me. Okay. I'm going to go with Shit's Creek. No. The reason being is I felt more visceral stronger emotional reactions with Shit's Creek. Not to say that I didn't feel it with Ted Lasso, but I felt like it it resonated more with me. I see. Uh, because I felt like there were just a lot more of those moments. Because I'm the type of person that gets very emotional over happy things. Yeah. So like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like with with Shit's Creek, there was a lot more of those moments, and I got really to like definitely emotional, and like the finale just it it did it for me. Whereas with Ted Lasso, it it felt without giving anything away for the finale, like it felt more of just like um like a close up shop type of thing. Like okay, mm-hmm. this is this is how we're just gonna end it. We're gonna tie it up, make it nice and neat. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I. I feel the same way in both directions. They're both great, but I feel I lean a little bit more towards Shit's Creek. Okay, fair, fair. But it's hard. It's a really hard decision. Again, they're very different shows. I yes. only brought it up because of like our dynamic. I would not do that with anybody else. You know what I mean? That's like comparing like How I Met Your Mother to any of these two shows. They're different types of comedies. Like you can't, like it's not a fair one for one, you know? Um, I respect your opinion and I accept your opinion. I don't what would be your, your justification for the, <laughs> what would be your justification for for you if you were to say the thing is like i'm like my <laughs> you're not gonna middle this are you <laughs> no because i'm gonna be very like i'm gonna be i'm gonna start off by saying this shit's creek was a show that i was extremely 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 reluctant on i was a okay. hater for sure reason why is because i just didn't understand like why would i care for this rich family who lost everything like, mm-hmm. I don't care. They had all this privilege, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and they're ungrateful, all that stuff. But their journey from beginning to end is really well. Uh, they do men- they do tackle a lot of mental health, a lot of, like, identity stuff, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. So they mm-hmm. so phenomenal show for its writing, for sure. Um, I feel like some characters didn't really get, I think, like, to your point, like, I wanted characters to get kind of, like, wrapped up and, like, like Bo be like this is your story this is the end for you type thing and I feel like for me with Moira I didn't get that I got it with everybody else I just did not get it with Moira Moira I did not like there was moments where she was getting there but she mm-hmm. never made the leap because but then again like it's like her journey is a little bit more realistic though because you can't always change your whole self mm-hmm. you always be who you are at substance at like at your core but she was a bit more like welcoming and a bit more like accepting, which was good for her. I just wanted her to really make that leap to do more. Mm-hmm. And she never got there for me. That was just for me. Mm-hmm. And with Ted Lasso, I got all that. Got it. Okay. I, I got those leaps and yeah. it got like butts up for me. And it got me excited for like what the future could be. Whereas for Shit's Creek, it feels like, okay, done. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. And it's kind of like, huh? Hello? <laughs> that was just, that's just for me. Yeah. Yeah, both great shows. Highly recommend both of them. I think another part of what makes both shows good is that they know when to end. Yes, like I, I cannot. That's one of the biggest pet peeves I have for some shows. Where like they, they go on for way too long and they don't know. Like, all right, we should probably be be done by three. Third this is a whole, this is a whole other episode we could do talking about shows that should be done by now. <laughs> right, like shows are still going. I'm like, you could have ended it like fourteen seasons ago. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about you, Grace Anatomy. <laughs> oh God, that's still going on, right? Yes, it's still going on. Oh, <laughs> Look, we can create a list of all the things that just need to end. Fast and Furious series that can go. What? 
No. If you tell me, <laughs> we'll talk about it. save it to another episode. I don't fully agree. I understand, but the sh- the movie franchise has changed though. If it was as if it was the same stuff it was in the first three, totally understand. Like that's repetitive, but now it's just over the top wackiness. I'm fine with it because they know they're being dumb, which makes it more fun. You know what I mean? I'm glad that we can end this episode with <laughs> finally getting back to our roots, which is us just disagreeing it's with crazy. each other. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we were agreeing with way too much in this episode. <laughs> we got to get back to what makes the core foundation yes. powerful. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll pass it to you to end it. Of course. <laughs> uh, definitely stay tuned, folks, to our, our next episode because we're going to bring on Darren, um, a fan favorite, if you will. And then also hopefully I can get another guest to talk about sort of a different side um, still around the, the Ted Lasso, but just from a different perspective, from their perspective. And we'll get into uh, some other conversations as well. All right. We'll definitely catch you on for the next episode, um, hopefully to bring some some listeners up moving forward as well, just from tuning into this and also tuning into the summer series of um, Impact You. So until then, folks, we, we definitely miss you all. We definitely love connecting with y'all. Continue to take care of yourselves and most importantly, take care of others. Be well.